everybody, welcome back to We and You, where we talk about the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights and a little bit about what's going on in our area. I am Terrence Sullivan. And I'm Brittany Cook. We're broadcasting from beautiful downtown Louisville here in the historic Hayburn Building. Welcome back to We and You. Y'all. 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 Somebody spent too much time in Tennessee. Slash Georgia. But yes, in the South. I got my twang back. No. um, So I... (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of... um, I was there for a bachelorette weekend. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. Um, And before then, I went to get a massage and it was interesting so i show up to get the massage and the masseuse came to get me from the waiting area and said oh you're going on a bachelorette weekend and or bachelorette party and she said so how many girls are going and i said well actually only one other girl is going and then two non-binary people and two guys silence (laughs) (laughs) and I was like okay (laughs) and so then she like asked a couple other questions and uh, and she's you know starting to massage me during this time and said something something well when are you and he getting married And I said, well, her and I are getting married on May 15th. And she goes, oh, well, I have some questions. Really? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I was like, okay. And she goes, well, so, like, where are you all going to go to get married? Right. As in, like... (laughs) As in, like, she thought we couldn't get married. Like, here. Like, well, I say here. I was actually in southern Indiana at the time. But, um, you know, there's that easy border to cross to Kentucky. So I said, you know, we're, we're getting married in Kentucky. And she said, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. I said, we get married wherever we can get married wherever we want to get married in the United States and she went silent again and I was like what is going on and and you know I'm getting a massage which is already like a super intimate type of setting somebody is touching you physically touching on you and so I just like took a moment to myself in my head and I'm thinking how safe do I feel in this situation right now? Like, is she going to... I mean, she could potentially harm me in that space. Um, 
And so it just took a moment, but actually, you know, the massage was feeling really good and she was doing a good job. So I just had a moment and, and I realized, you know, I do feel safe. <laughs> so I said, okay, you said you had questions. <laughs> and I have never talked throughout a massage before. Um, and it was... Unrelated side note, I always do, just because do I Do you? Yes. So, I, don't like, I don't like silence. So, well, and that was what was funny. So I'm a mental health therapist, and I was even saying, like, I was thinking on the way into this massage how funny it is that, like, we're both therapists, essentially, mm-hmm. but I have people talking at me the whole time, and, and I said this to her, I was like, I have people talking at me the whole time, and you have silence, and she goes, oh, no, like most people come here and they'll talk the whole time yeah i had never heard of that i didn't know that was a thing but i guess you know i didn't know that was a thing she didn't know that marriage equality was a thing so here we are (laughs) in this space together and so we talked about um we talked a bit about that she she didn't really ask any more questions (laughs) so she said she had questions she said she had questions and and i I don't know the questions you know i don't know if it was like she didn't know how to ask or like maybe she didn't want to offend me which I do appreciate um but yeah we we just kind of chatted throughout this massage and there were a lot of eye-opening moments that I realized how different people are even when you don't like you don't always think about it in the day-to-day like maybe physically like looking at people or like in an immediate interaction but the differences in like what I know and understand and what she presented as knowing and understanding were so vast like just off the top I had no idea there were still people out there that didn't know marriage equality exists that part still blows my mind because some people made a big deal about it existing so i know i uh, and this is my you know limited world view on it but i feel like especially things like that the people who are most against are the same people who ha- were up in arms that it happens mm-hmm. and so i would assume and i guess that's just me that they would be knowledgeable of the fact that it exists I don't know but that well that's also me putting people in a box because there could be people who aren't against at all and just had no idea that it was possible now right and just like don't even pay attention to it which I don't know if that feels good that I'm like me as a person doesn't have to be controversial or is it a little scary to know there's major things happening and movements that occur in our country that some people just don't know about at all. Yeah. I, I Or at least I, I, I feel like they're major. Maybe that's a biased opinion, you know, because it's like my rights depend on it. Yeah. So to me, it's super major. It is major. But I, I, think, I think anyone having their rights codified or expanded should be major news or a major well okay one i think it shouldn't be major because i don't think it should be a thing that has to happen first off okay i think that 
we should be past that in 2021 of major accomplishments in civil rights of people i think that we should have but you know yeah (laughs) i i just feel like that we should have we should have crossed that bridge decades ago so well i crossed the bridge and i went back a decade yeah (laughs) well played Uh, literally a decade has it has it been 10 years yet no i no seven wait what year is it no, it's been like eight, eight or nine. Anyway. Yeah, um, but not a decade. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so no, I, I, overall, with all things being equal, <laughs> I think that we should be past it being major news that people know about. But I also think since we are where we are, um, it should be seen, any, any expansion of rights should be seen as a major milestone to celebrate um, because they don't happen that often unfortunately um, and there are communities that still are really fighting for any footing whatsoever mm-hmm. um, and not even trying to I don't want to co-opt your conversation but just thinking about listening to a podcast yesterday um, that I ended up turning off because um, they were talking about two things and I was like "Mm, I'm not so sure dog Um, they were talking about the shift in the conversation around race and applauding us for all this great movement and (laughs) how like how there's been this racial awakening um, in the country and we've had major advancements in the past year and it's something to celebrate. And so they were talking about that and then they were talking about, um, it was a conversation around things that people can can't say because of the potential to be offensive. And basically, claiming like flipping it back to say oh don't stop saying something because someone says it's offensive do your own research first and then make that determination of if it's offensive and those two those two points were made within trying to think I was driving to practice so it was between here and the highlands so it was about five minutes total Mm. and I was like I really don't want to listen to this because have there been some has there been some progress on racial awakening yeah kind of but we've already started sliding back mm-hmm. um, because people like that think okay we put a black square on Instagram one day and now it's like all right we're good like we did it Well, and and so that's what's kind of interesting, too, and eye-opening for me because my own bias showed out in that moment because she was a person of color and looked young-ish, you know, like not too Mm -hmm. much older than me. Um, and was that a, a subtle flex that you're young? Okay, cool. Go ahead. I said ish. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I am like 
Same you're, as you. You're young. <laughs> I'm just, just messing with I you. I don't feel young. Anyways, uh, so we, you know, I think, like, I, because of the spaces I put myself into, I think that, like, sometimes, you know, that bias can play out just the same of, well, this is another person that I know has a lot of concerns with their own protections yeah. as as a person in this world in this country and so they would understand and so they would understand implications and things that might affect me and that's that's not accurate unfortunately and i say unfortunately but i know that it's not accurate because just as much as I want other people in other protected classes to understand the implications that I have to deal with. I don't understand what they deal with. Like, I don't, we had this conversation just in our last recording. Like, my experiences are completely different than your experiences. And so the best that we can do for each other is to know our own biases and understand those biases and where they place barriers for us to connect to other people at times if we're not open and willing to answer those questions when other people have them so and that's kind of that well that I have my own biases because <laughs> when you were telling when you were telling the story, which I didn't hear until you until st- right now, that's not what I pictured at all. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think that kind of goes to why I, I turned that podcast off. Is from their perspective, that was a what they were saying was okay, and I think they're on the the part about what's offensive and what's not I don't I, I don't know how to make it more clear that something being offensive is not has nothing to do with the person saying it it's would it be offensive to the person hearing it and you can't look that up and decide that you're in the clear mm-hmm. um, and so like you can't self-regulate something being offensive Mm -hmm. um i learned and i think i think i've talked about this on here before like i've learned so much in the past 10 years of things that i grew up hearing or saying or whatever that i had no idea was offensive but now i won't do it um i i thought of a stupid song we used to sing that i had no idea what it meant and i was like uh, I saw something similar to it on a show the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. We were terrible. Um, now I, like, want to know what that song is, but you don't have to say it right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I wonder if you've heard it. The refrain has a part about putting PP in your Coke. Nope. See? Um, but heard it all the time at school, um, and it was normal to me. And then I just thought about it randomly because something else similar was on a show. And I was like, oh, my God, that was probably one of the racist things ever. Um, And given the month that it is, I really feel like I can't say it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just I would never be like, 
you know what? The origin of that song was so, this is how they so this is how they did it. Um, the person, one of the hosts, was talking about, oh well, I looked up the actual origin of the word, and it's not offensive at all because it was. And okay, I'll say the word and then maybe or the phrase and then we can talk about it. I just want to like co-opt your no, discussion. You're fine. We're here. But the phrase was master bedroom and how some people have stopped saying that. Oh yeah. And we found that out when we were buying a house recently. Other people yeah. It's called owner's suite now or owner's um, room. And so some people like so the conversation was okay well is that racist or not because there was the belief that it came from like slavery terms and the person was like oh you know what no I looked it up and the origin was the Sears catalog and they made that term up to talk about what should go like what goes in the bedroom to like for people to buy out a calendar out of the catalog and I was like okay that might be true but but why why did they use that phrase right where did that come from what concept were they trying to have connotated with that space right because it's marketing essentially yeah. so like you're going to have a further in-depth look at it like I know growing up as a child I remember only thinking of that word meaning it was the larger one yeah. But I'm sure for a marketing campaign, that could easily not be the only reasoning for using that. So term. it was early 1900s when Sears, then Sears Roebuck, um, came up with the term. And I don't know. I feel like Sears was probably trying to make you think about better times. Um <laughs> when certain people did have to your point the bigger bedroom and this suite that they designed and made luxurious because they were able to um because you know they had work being performed for free anyways <laughs> um <laughs> like i get it there you looked up the background cool but there are there still could be people who have that connotation that they're offended because you're using it. Mm -hmm. So, not to say one way or the other, but you can't unilaterally decide that something isn't offensive to others because you don't think it's offensive personally. Well, I mean, that would be like me calling that person the B word and then being like, well, I looked up the definition and it just means a female dog. A female dog and I love Why dogs. Why do you hate dogs so much? So <laughs> I don't see that as being offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the origin of a word doesn't mean anything. It's how you use it. That's yes. how words are created to begin with. It's, it's how you create the language based on what you want it to mean. Yeah. And not dumping on that podcast because I really like it and the person who said it is normally really introspective and good in that regard so it was kind of surprising is why we I was have like growth space I was like oh okay interesting the the f just the fact that those two conversations happened within five minutes of each other I was like this isn't the episode for me <laughs> I'm going to listen to another political podcast because that's what I do um, so I listen to 
arguments about the filibuster. Um, So, you know, that's where I was. But (laughs) I, I just think it's interesting that people think, just circling back, about major growth or development or changes or accomplishments or achievements or whatever that some they're viewed so differently by different people or not viewed at all to your point like the person asking the questions um in southern indiana and sometimes it's no fault to them they just weren't exposed to it and i think and again this isn't my hill so i'm not going to speak on it but i do think like if that person once you said that was like really ugly about it and like clearly had issues and wanted to cause a problem i think that's when it's like okay stop but Mm -hmm. if someone and this is just me i'm much more appreciative when someone might just be inquisitive and has questions Mm -hmm. but like doesn't seem to be passing judgment by asking questions it's more like oh okay like there are people who I've talked about certain issues with um one of them I he wants to come on here when there's time but like we'll talk about stuff and he's like oh I never like considered that or I didn't know that's how things were Mm -hmm. and cool I don't that doesn't bother me yeah but when someone tries to be like oh no that's not no you didn't experience that no definitely not okay Mm -hmm. cool well (laughs) and as much as it was shocking you know as we progress in this conversation i found out that she also didn't know that bachelorette weekends were a thing as a getaway that they didn't happen right before like the day before the wedding day so i was like okay there's a lot of that part i didn't know until like later in life well i think it's kind of a newer thing i my reasoning for it is why would i want to like go basically kind of like party it up for a weekend or even a night and then like get married the next day when i feel like crap (laughs) and i'm tired um so i guess just like in that whole realm of like maybe there was just kind of a disconnect all around but i don't know i guess i'm confused of where <laughs> the disconnect is with like what i feel like is everyday society but I, it's not obviously <laughs> um when we live so close to each other you know what i yeah. mean like it's not like like i could see if it was like rural versus urban area living or something like that but like she's just right across the bridge and literally a stone's throw away yeah <laughs> i i do wonder since i don't know who this person is you know i'm gonna ask but <laughs> <laughs> i i do wonder like people like that they're just maybe just not worldly where they don't keep up with stuff that's happening in the news or in the world and it's like and i kind of envy that sometimes because i feel like you might be a little uh less stressed yeah when you (laughs) this is why i need the massage (laughs) fair Uh, that's a you know what maybe that's that's the whole thing she doesn't pay attention to the world so people can come and escape the world when they're there you know 
a good marketing thing. Right. I'll pitch it if I ever go back. <laughs> so, yeah. Just maybe you can get a free one out of that. Say, hey, <laughs> I have a marketing slogan for you. Like, <laughs> you deal with the world. I ignore it. So when you come here, it's bliss or something like that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll clean work it out up the, a little bit. Words. It's okay. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But no, I really think that's a thing that some people just either by like choose to be removed from those things and then it's kind of I and I, again I wasn't there and I want to hear more about it but like when they do then hear about something new if they're not outright dismissive or combative or you know rude then I think that's cool yeah I mean absolutely and and that's why even in that space that I was there to kind of relax it didn't necessarily get to just because like I said, I'm already kind of talking and listening to people in my day to day, um, which is fine. But it was nice to be in a space where somebody could ask the questions and it not feel as stressful as it can in other times where they say it almost like aggressively or, or again with their own ideas and bias at the table, which yeah. is fine if you're not going to like shove them in my face. Like if you want to ask questions, I feel like you need to kind of find a realm where you're open to listening and not just trying to counter. And I wonder maybe if that's kind of what the radio host was doing. You know, you and I do that to each other. Like when you're in a conversation, you're kind of just chatting back and forth. We love to play devil's advocate with each other. So maybe he kind of got stuck mm. in this space where he wanted to play devil's advocate. So normally... Uh, no, I mean, normally, like I, I'm, I would, I, I would try to go there. One, I hate devil's advocates. Um, the devil has enough advocates; doesn't need any more. Um, but also, that anytime I hear that phrase, there anyone, especially anyone who is not in the majority of the population in law school anyone who goes knows like there's an image that you immediately see when you hear that phrase because most of the time the devil's advocate looks the same and they love to play devil's advocate in talking about laws around racism uh about how slavery was a, ne a necessity for commerce or something like like that was a, a real discussion for a long mm -hmm. time um, so that's what I always think of with the devil's advocate. Anyway, this person was not playing devil's advocate. They were, they, so the guest at first said something and then was like, oh no, I can't say that anymore. And like tried to correct herself. Mm. And then he was like, no, 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 say it. I, you know, and then started going down that path of, this is why and then the guest but it wouldn't have been something that even offended him though right correct <sighs> yeah or the guest or yeah so the guest was like oh yeah you're right i was at dinner with this person one time and they pulled out their phone and did research about this because it's a different term and they were like and so we then had a long debate at dinner about how these certain things aren't actually racist and people are just like no you're not no that's not how it works like I can't decide for communi communities of which I am not part. Um, Say it again. <laughs> like, I can't decide what is offensive to them or not. Um, 
Absolutely. Um, that reminds me of a quote I saw recently. Um, do you mind if I kind of say it? Or maybe not a quote, like a, a statement. Quote the raven, nevermore. <laughs> no. And I actually um, don't know if this statement came from the person, of course, you know, social media, who posted it or if it came from somewhere else but it says when you debate a person about something that affects them more than it affects you remember that it will take a much greater emotional toll on them than on you for you it may feel like an academic exercise for them it feels like revealing their pain only to have you dismiss their experience and sometimes their humanity the fact that you might remain more calm under these circumstances is a consequence of your privilege, not increased objectivity on your part. Stay humble. I like the end of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I saw that and I had to like save it because I just feel like that's so accurate all the time when people are trying to say, well, I can say this and you can say that and... It has nothing to do with how it affects those people that are making those statements. Right. It has to do with how it affects others. Yeah, I I just don't know. I don't know how we get past that. It, it, it Just talking right now is just making me spiral down a long row of things that I think skews into politics. And I'm trying to avoid politics because we're supposed to. However... I, I'm firmly of the belief, and you know this already, that not some things that people view as political mm-hmm. aren't political. They're just talking like it's there's right and there's a clear right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And anyone who says otherwise is probably on the side of wrong. Just putting that out there. Um, and recognizing discrimination or racism or any type of judgment of a class or a group of people that's not political because it's not political to them um that person's views on your party your bachelorette party i wanted to say part like bridal party like the party we say, yeah. we say bridal party okay. it's two brides no, no no i didn't know if they were i didn't because i know i know who saying... went so i didn't know who was part of the i didn't know who was just going to the bachelorette weekend and who was part of the bridal party is what i'm saying like gotcha that makes sense because there was aside from like i know i think there were two or three other people who went so yeah and there were two people that are part of the like wedding but not in the bridal party right so that's why i don't remember that's what i was gotcha yeah so i was then i was trying to differentiate from the word party meaning like a party like a bachelorette <laughs> party or party as in group like, like party of five yeah yeah that's that's <laughs> what my mind was okay um, not like discounting anyone mm-hmm. um but there's a if if they had passed s- some type of judgment on your party <laughs> um in both ways i guess because it's yeah both ways um i think that's where the issue is because they can't make a decision on other people can't make a decision on what's appropriate for that group of people Mm -hmm. um and so that's when like so to them like to anyone in your party the views like people have about that group that's not political that's personal Mm -hmm. 
And just because you have a view that might be rooted in your politics about them personally, that still doesn't make it political. And so we can talk about this without saying names, but there are two things that I really think are interesting to talk about that aren't, to me, aren't political. I think it's just the people who said them makes it political. And so let's just skip who said it. Okay. Um, I'm here for this because <laughs> I have the same thing going on in my brain. So let's go. What do um, we got? <laughs> so we'll start with thinking, here's something that I don't think should be political. Slavery. Mm-hmm. Slavery. Is slavery good or bad, Brittany? <laughs> um, bad. Okay. So... I agree. It's bad. Very bad. Um, and in this nation, it's consistently been political, which doesn't make any sense. It does. Like, so the acknowledgement of slavery and its issues shouldn't be political. Mm-hmm. Because if something, if you, if you can agree that a blue pen, nope, not a blue pen, a green pen, um, is not political talking about green pens and green pen related issues also should not be political does that logic follow yeah so if we can agree that slavery Mm -hmm. is not political it's just a you know our original sin is what people call it um how does talking about it or acknowledging it become political and to I'll even one up that. How does it become exotic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just thinking through. I mean, when I think yeah. of exotic, I think of jungles and lushness and color. <laughs> I think of Shakira and Sofia Vergara, but that's okay. totally different. Um, <laughs> just saying. I mean, <laughs> Another country. Mm-hmm. Um, People of color. There are jungles there. <laughs> See? We were on the same wavelength. Just, gotcha. You were talking about the jungle. I'm talking about the people who may mm-hmm. have gone to the jungle to film a video. Um, <laughs> so, just the idea that it's not of importance that we acknowledge where it started or how it started and its impact today shouldn't be political Mm -hmm. and it it kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier it never negatively affected the person saying it Mm -hmm. it only benefited them Mm -hmm. and it still benefits them today and so that's Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 I I was done. I think that's where some of the the disconnect is. Mm -hmm. Well, and disconnect still in in the language and the origin. So, yeah, you take the term exotic that was placed (laughs) within this concept of slavery and utilized as a negative term. But I don't think about negative, like anything negative when I think of something exotic. (laughs) So... It, it just continues to roll over into itself of like, okay, well, what does the person mean versus what does the language say? Yeah. And, yeah. and the person meant 
something racist. <laughs> like, hands down, that's where we're at. There's there's not a way around that. Yeah, and I... It's just difficult because there are so many people who... Uh, again, I, I really wish that things didn't become political because of the speaker of those things. Um, that's where we have hang-ups in any actual discourse about anything because... Um, you can say the most basic common ground thing mm -hmm. and if you are viewed as a political person it immediately becomes political and politics and I think that's one well, and even if you're not viewed as a political person yeah. like you in, in your office in your <laughs> line you're not political whatsoever but think even if stupid. you say something yes. that is in that time and, and space seen as a political statement whether it's meant to be or not like we can't we can't talk about humanity anymore without it becoming political. Definitely can't talk about healthcare, poverty, voting rights. Nothing that um, affects us as human beings. The environment, uh, science, <laughs> right? sports. We're left with nothing. Um, yeah. We can't even talk about the time because there are arguments around, oh, should we recognize daylight saving time? Like, mm -hmm. Which and, for the people that actually listen to our radio uh Yes. Station slash podcast, whatever, regularly, and and those that have seen the breaks in our in our times, um, in our <laughs> programs, whatever. I can't speak at this point right now. Apparently, great, um, for, great for a podcast. Right, but. right. We'll we'll understand that we had some periods of times where we don't record, and part of it is frustration because we are not here to be political. We are here to discuss what you all are dealing with. In and your day-to-day -day lives, and, and it's hard sometimes to be able to do that without others making assumptions that it is political. Yeah, and I mean, that's nail and head. <laughs> um, no, it, it, there are so many things that have been happening lately that to voice any thoughts on it, mm -hmm. it then gets skewed as political, and mm -hmm. it's hard when... We just want to care about you all. We and, want to talk. <laughs> and when talk everything, about what you're with. when everything can become like ev almost anything, and I was going to say you did it, but it was when Lee was here one day. We talked about things that are political that you wouldn't think of as being political, mm -hmm. just ridiculous things, just mm -hmm. kind of being stupid. But at the same time, there's a TV in here, and we could make it political if we really wanted. Yeah, um, I mean. And, I mean, where is it we from? We watch C-SPAN, so now it's political. <laughs> I mean, and, and where was it manufactured? Oh, it wasn't manufactured in the United States. Oh, well, there we go. you know, it was cheaper somewhere else. Oh, well, that's because the labor unions have driven up the price of production. Like, anything becomes a, a political argument. Mm -hmm. So, I think that was the name of that show. Everything is political, that right? That is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just really hard to... No matter what I say, no matter what you say, these days, especially depending on the venue or the forum in which you make a statement, it immediately gets assigned a political value, mm -hmm. even if there wasn't one intended. Um, before we were recording, I was talking to you about like things that I just tweeted that were about basic 
simple simple truths mm-hmm. um, and it being put in the context of a political rhetoric around a certain individual when really I was just saying what is fact mm-hmm. um, I was saying something I was talking about something that happened mm-hmm. and my view on the something that uh, you know happened um, and so it's difficult um, well, and, and it takes away, in my opinion, it takes away the idea of looking at people that are even in political offices as still just being people. Yes. You're always the office from that point on. Right. But, yeah, I think that's one thing that we do is we... we I hate when someone, no matter what they do they put their party affiliation next to it or you say and I I get it in a way it's kind of a sign of respect to say like Congressman John Yarmuth, Senator Mitch McConnell but like at the end of the day that's John and Addison (laughs) (laughs) Um, or Mitch like they're still people and people have views, people have thoughts, but we don't always have to assign it to whatever office they hold or want to hold. Thinking of people like Charles, who is now running for office, or possibly As I'll say. strongly considering uh, <laughs> requesting running, support yeah, to strongly considering run running office. for office again. And uh, it's like, okay, well, whatever he says is a it becomes a political thing um so i think it's hard to have conversations about things and go in that regard i think in a, a similar situation was last week around gosh this has been big for the past week because certain people have talking points that they try to stick to and then get them all out at the same time as a basically a marketing campaign but deny, denying the existence of systemic racism or saying that the country isn't racist or whatever um i i think that's a hard a hard conversation to try to have when people know people know different Mm -hmm. um i personally know and we talked about it last week of uh, multiple things that have happened to me that were driven by racism Mm -hmm. um to say that we aren't that there's no systemic racism basically is saying the experience of so many is false or invalid Mm -hmm. and you can't and who knows maybe the people saying these things haven't experienced it but you can't in one sentence say that you've experienced it and then say that it doesn't exist that doesn't make sense i'm sorry like i can't say i was haunted by a ghost but say i don't believe in ghosts mm-hmm. doesn't make sense so same concept um you can't say i've you know i've had the i've had my own run-ins where someone followed me in a store or i've been denied opportunities but nothing's racist like <laughs> You can't have it both ways. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And going back to, like, some of the things that you said, you said, like, 
it's a hard conversation to have. But it's not a conversation when you're in a position of power and you make this statement as if it's like the defining truth. Yes, because some, a lot of people then believe it as the truth. Right. And that's my problem. Yeah, and that's a huge problem because it should be a conversation if you actually care about the people that you're there to represent. Yeah, that's... We don't have conversations. Nope. We have unilateral decision makers. We have people obstructing progress. And we have people who choose to... Vote outside of what their constituents request. Or... (laughs) Sorry, I'm just going to throw that one in there. we (laughs) We have... The currency of choice for a lot of people is convenience. Mm. And... Mm. Say it again. (laughs) It's more convenient to deny a hard truth than to have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And... Or to try to understand it. Like you said, like, ignorance. Like, how stress-relieving could that be in times? But also, is it? Yeah. I mean, going back to your massage like I thought when you started talking it was going to go a whole different way um I'm glad it went the way it did but why don't we have more people like we should give people the opportunity to be inquisitive Mm -hmm. and say you know what this country is there is systemic racism and you should learn more about it because then you can do something about it or to say you know there is some value in acknowledging slavery and in a non-political way to say yes this was bad this was a big part of our country's history here's how we grow from it Mm -hmm. here's how we heal together like there's so many missed opportunities because again the currency of some is convenience and that's not i mean that's how slavery began right <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> true it just i don't know it's to your point about it's hard to, to talk on this sometimes like there's so much going on in the world that it's like i really don't want to talk mm-hmm. and i've said that to you when we talked about recording like i yeah. really don't want to talk because i might say something i shouldn't know or well and there's been plenty of days where we were pre-scheduled to sit down and have these conversations only to be hit by something big in the news that is outside of something that we can avoid but also again like if we talk about it is it going to then be an issue because now it's considered political yep and just behind the curtain conversation, um, it was also hard in during our, in this. You can take this as political, possibly, but it's no political ideation um, assigned to it. But thinking about some of the things that happened during our own state legislatures, general assembly, um, it. You know, there were some things that went through that it was like, how can I not talk about this? But also, how can I talk about Mm -hmm. this? Um, And to be completely candid, um, it's it's just been challenging to think about a lot of this work that needs to be done and the lack of investment in this office. Um, 
because there's a lot of work that needs to be done and it's like here you go go buy steak with bologna money mm-hmm. and I don't know if anyone's tried to buy a good cut of filet or a package of some bologna one is a dollar eighty nine the other one ain't <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we can't it's hard to talk about all of the things that we're facing right now and to not get some dis... I don't know. I don't know the word. It, it's hard Create to Create your own become, word. It's about the meaning, right? <laughs> yeah, true. And it won't be offensive to anyone. Um, disenchanted is the word I want to use because there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen. And it's like figure it out on your own kid um and so it's it's difficult sometimes to talk about because more things are happening um we see more in the news and social media and all that so it's like oh you know this is happening this is happening this is mm-hmm. happening and it's like i want to be part of the solution um and not being allowed to it's really difficult mm-hmm. and it's like okay, I really don't want to go talk about this for an hour because I am very... um, You talk about this before with Kate McKinnon. It's like... (laughs) We notice. (laughs) You can can be funny about it or whatever to an extent, and then it's sad, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't really break down with these people, so I'm just not going to talk at all. Um, And so, yeah, there are some inconsistencies on time, but that's why. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder... To talk about some of these things when especially in this position where you're supposed to be given the tools to help and I don't know if anyone else has done Ikea furniture before <laughs> you've done it for me <laughs> yeah that's true um, but it's like having Ikea furniture with with no Terrence to help <laughs> <laughs> but like it, basically it's having Ikea furniture and none of the weird tools that come with it mm-hmm. and it's like all right i see that i see that this is supposed to be a bed mm-hmm. but like i have some things and some other things and i know that thing needs connected to that thing mm-hmm. but i don't know i can't do it and so that's kind of where it feels like here sometimes it's like i see what needs to happen and i don't have the actual the right tools to do it and so it's like disenchanted is the word yeah but sorry to depress you (laughs) no i mean again back to this is why we avoid these conversations sometimes in the public realm but here we are y'all we're transparent with you right now you and and this y'all look somebody goes south just two days yeah, i say y'all all the time two y'all days. folks are like two of my favorite words <laughs> two words i do not use i like i like never use them ever even when i lived in the south and then i don't know i i i took them on a couple years ago and i'm just run, rolling with it i took the house southern you quiz the other day and my score was not was not very southern <laughs> um yeah um I am curious what you would score. I was going to say, I feel like we need to do this together at some point. (laughs) Yeah. So, out of 
Yeah, I got, um, we'll do a BuzzFeed one, not the same one that I did, but you want to do a BuzzFeed one? End on something fun? Okay. On the one I did, it was, there were 20 things that if you've done them, you counted a point. Okay. (laughs) I got two. Oh. So. Two out of 20? Yeah. Wow. It's the, my range, one to five was like, are you sure you're not a Yankee? Uh, oh no! It said you're very Yankee to me. I was a two, so yeah. Anyway, That's as we funny. have this conversation, I want to know. Yeah. I'm getting excited. Okay, now. so how often do you use the word "ma'am"? All the time, once or twice a week? Only when I'm talking to people who are superior to me, or never? So when I was younger, it was all the time. I lived in Alabama. That's what you uh-huh. did. But in as South. I have. Um, come out into my queer self um it's definitely something that i avoid because nice play you don't want to um assume anybody's gender identity well so that's not an option (laughs) so we will will say like not at all at this point then i guess yeah okay unless i'm being sassy and then i'm really yes ma'am uh for somebody that i do know their identity okay (laughs) <laughs> but you're going with never. Okay. Sure. So we're going to start the quiz with a lie. Cool. Well, what's so, that? What was that next up from never then? Only when I'm talking to people who are superior to me. Oh. Yeah. We can say only when I'm talking to people who I know would identify with ma'am. Okay. Okay. Just so we're okay. sort of holding true. I think we need to okay. have a conversation with the BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your f- favorite Southern food? The three options are red beans and rice. Mm. I don't say that southern. Um, fried chicken, banana pudding, peach lock cobbler. Oh, I love banana some pudding. banana pudding. A, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say boiled peanuts. I can't believe that's not on there. And I, it should replace red beans and rice because that's not southern. That's more of a yeah. Anyway. Like Zatarain style, like you no, no, like, <laughs> like I think it's I, more. I think, I think it's more disagree. Cajun than southern cajun's totally southern in the right, u.s right right but it's a subset of southern okay i think of so anyway yeah okay you I see what i'm you. saying like I see it's what you're saying. it's specifically originates with not comprehensive southern but other people eat it because of, yeah anyway pick a flower rose this would be hard for you because you're <laughs> a flower plant nerd hibiscus i'm part of the plant possibly. azalea Camellia, which I mean, was a flower. Oh yeah, um, I like camellia, camellias. Th- that's the either that or the magnolia is the Alabama state flower. Oh, you should know since you're from Alabama. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, but it's been a while. I'm not from Alabama. I just uh, well, lived there a long time. Then that's where you're from. No, I've lived here way longer. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Way longer. Y'all. Y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which one? Camellia. Okay. Pick a ride. You have to look at it. Are they cars? You know I don't yeah. know cars. This is dumb. Um, I will go with whatever that blue thing is because that looks like something I this? could carry. That one. Oh. I Not the F-150. The local. I could carry sunflowers in that movie. It's so cute. Tone them around. It says pick an NFL team, but it says none of these teams is something to pick as yours. Um, Unless you wanted to go with I prefer the SEC, Miss Alabama. Oh no! I, I'm Baltimore Ravens. I would totally Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I would totally go um, with the 
Baltimore Ravens, I guess. I don't That's going to skew the results. That is going to Because you like Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Cheese and grits plus mac and cheese plus fried green tomatoes. <gasps> that sounds amazing. Okay. Wait, I have to pick one of them? No. That's oh. all. Is that a produce platter, a cheesy serving, a vegetable plate? <laughs> it's a vegetable plate. Okay. And, and what's your I'm favorite season? I'm having grits at my wedding, by the way. That's how Southern I am. What? <laughs> Tomato season? Peach season, football season, or none of those are seasons? Um, I am biased on the peach season. Football oh season God. was all year round. Oh my gosh. You just made it happen all year round. Yeah, 99%. Stop it. <laughs> well, there you go, y'all. <laughs> You're as southern as they come. You say y'all a lot, and you know ah! there's nothing... <laughs> I'm going to retake it as myself real quick. <sighs> Favorite southern food. I don't like any of these. Why is that not an option? So you made a face when I said I'm having grits at the wedding? You're not going to eat the food? Well, we might need to talk anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Depending on the time of the wedding, I need to look at my thing. Ooh, you're going to make me mad. Yeah. Right here in front of everybody. I know. They scheduled a track meet. Um... And, you know, kind of have to show up. Um, I think it'll work out, though. Uh, yeah, I don't eat any of these. Red, I don't eat any of these. Where's that? Why is there? Why is no, not none of you these. You don't eat cobbler? No, it's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. I don't think you're having the right people make things for you. No, I just, I don't <laughs> like cobbler. I don't like, well, first off, I don't like, like, fried fruit. That's. You I, don't have to. I know it's not fried. I don't huh. like I don't like cobbler. I've never had a cobbler I liked. Um, I will eat a good cherry pie. Give me a cherry cobbler and I will throw up. Um, same. I don't like peach pie at all, so I don't like peach cobbler either. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of peach pie. Um, yeah, but I'll just go with fried chicken because, like, I guess <laughs> pick a flower. I don't know. Hibiscus? I don't have a favorite flower either. My ride is... I don't like any of these. I'll get a buggy. And <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. And You'd hate a buggy. Cheese and grits and mac and cheese. Like, I think cheese grits are disgusting. The mac and cheese throws me off. I wouldn't, mac and I wouldn't go for a mac and cheese like that. See, I like mac and cheese. That's the only one of these three I like. <laughs> so that's a cheesy serving, I guess. And my favorite season would be none of these. I got 19%. <laughs> Bless your heart. You're not very Southern at all. Bless sure. your heart is not a compliment. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. It's about right. 19%. Anyway. Um, that's our time. <laughs> we found You're out. You're welcome, y'all. <laughs> Come back now, y'all. <laughs> I'm stopping there. <laughs> You gonna say come back now? Are you here? No, not that, that far. Seems like not too. That's too far. Pushing. Yeah, it? that gives me a cringy feeling. Okay. Y'all come back now. You here? The music you hear throughout this recording was produced by Esquire Music alongside Spice Productions. 